Hey friends, welcome back to the Picture It Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and today we have a special guest speaker, Michael Lozier. Michael is the author and the how-to guy for all things about Law of Attraction. He is the best-selling author of all three books, Law of Attraction, Law of Connection, and Your Life's Purpose. Michael has 3.5 million copies of his Law of Attraction book sold in 37 languages. He caught the attention of Oprah Winfrey, who interviewed him four times on her Soul Series radio show on Sirius XM. She even invited him to have his own show on her Oprah and Friends radio. He is certified 550 Law of Attraction facilitators in 17 countries, teaching them how to use accelerated learning techniques when teaching the Law of Attraction. He lives in beautiful Victoria, BC on Canada's West Coast. I think he calls it Gilligan's Island. And today he's going to be talking with us about how to reset your vibes so you can reset your results using the law of attraction. I'm super stoked for this one. Let's get on into it. All right, folks, I told you today that we're going to be talking to Michael Lozier and he is in the house. I am super excited about this. Thank you, Michael, for joining us today. We're so stoked to have you. Well, at least I know I am and I'm going to speak on behalf of my listeners. Um, so, hi, welcome. Hey, Jess, <laughs> and shout out to all the listeners. My hunch, it's safe to say that, it's safe to say my hunch is the listeners are going to get a lot out of today. Well, I most definitely agree with that. Yeah, and, and the hunch is true. You're not saying it will or won't, but you're saying your hunch is. So it keeps it a true sentence. Yep. I, well, I, I would dare say that my hunch is they're going to get a lot out of this today. It's whether they implement it and do anything with it is going That's to be right. key. Well, here's the deal. They cannot not remember everything that I'm going to tell you today. Yes, that's very true. I have to say, I think I only listened to two. I was in two of your rooms and it only took two of your rooms for me to constantly have the pizza analogy going in my oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, oh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, well, let's get us started here. So um, the one of the questions that I had for you is I would love to know how you got started. How did the law of attraction come to be? What were you doing before and how did it come about? Right. Well, first, the law of attraction has been in existence forever. You know, when I was writing my book, I did a lot of research. It was hard. I found two books with the word law of attraction in the title. Listen, from 1906 and from 1916 or 1917 with the word law of attraction. And then nothing for about 75 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> You know, so like a lot of people, you know, we didn't really use, you know, I'm an older, so, you know, 25 years ago, we never used the word law of attraction. Nobody really knew what it meant. But I, but ironically, if we can, if I can use that term, we were experiencing law of attraction, but we didn't know we were, right? Yeah. So I was like that too. In other words, I remember having a lot of coincidental moments thinking, wow, this is such a coincidence. I was just thinking about this yesterday. So I really got that. And I was young, you know, I grew up with the sister uh, eight years older and eight years younger. So guess what? We did not hang out together, right? I was on my own. I was very creative. All of my, I didn't have boy toys or girl toys. I had in-between toys. You know what in-between toys are? No. Art supplies, <laughs> right? That was an in-between gender neutral toy. Okay. So I was very creative and artistic and, you know, was in my head and drawing and so on. So that was just kind of my style. And I was also chubby, you know, when I was young. 
And then I got to see the relationship between being worried about being teased and being teased or being worried about being bullied and being bullied. And I never understood it. It was so confusing to me. I thought, I'm so, such a nice guy. I'm friendly. I'm my mother's favorite. Everything about me is perfect. Right. <laughs> that I attract negative things. And it came down to the worry of it, huh? Yeah, it didn't make sense. Yeah. So, again, I knew the relationship. And then I remember maybe in high, a junior high befriending somebody that was different like me uh, in appearance. And we really hit it off. And I remember planning to see her at lunchtime or whatever. And then everything went away. And I still didn't get it, but I thought, wow, when I'm excited, you know, about something and something good happened and worried about bullies. And I just noticed that a lot. So, so Q about 10 years later, so I'm studying NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, talks about how the mind works and the subconscious works and how people process information. So I started to learn a lot about that. Then I also learned about when you give something attention in your head, then your subconscious mind doesn't know whether it's true or not. So if I give attention to something like being bullied, my subconscious mind doesn't know if that's true or not. And then I would attract it. So anyway, not a lot of information on law of attraction. Then a friend invited me to go to a seminar in Seattle. And I live in Victoria. I live on an island on the west coast of Canada. It's like Gilligan's Island. So for me to go anywhere, it's a super big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal because there's nothing direct out of here, right? Yeah, everything there's no train. Everything flies out of Vancouver or Seattle because I'm right on the on the west coast. Okay. So I had to take a ferry. Already I hate the story. Okay. I'm hating everything about the story and I haven't left yet. So I got to drive an hour and a half or a half hour to the ferry, beyond the ferry. I know it looks pretty on TV. Hashtag it's a long journey, an hour and a half. And then I got to go on the other side and now we're to get to Vancouver. So when you say come to Vancouver, I hate every word in that sentence. Unless <laughs> I'm taking a float plane when somebody else pays for it. Right. So my friend said, let's just meet in Seattle. Now, I'd like that because I can take a ferry from Victoria to Seattle in two hours. It's a high speed ferry. We did that. So the story got better. And he said, if you don't like the seminar, just leave on the break and come back and get me for dinner and before you go home. I think we were staying that night. So I go in the seminar and I walk in and there was no notebooks and there was no whiteboards. Already I didn't like it. <laughs> really? No workbooks, no flip charts, nothing. And that's my style. I mean, I'm the only guy out of all my friends that has this in the trunk of their car. Flip charts and easel and markers and yellow stickies. My other friends, don't, they have toys, they have pet supplies, tools. That's awesome. Hunting stuff, and I've got a flip chart, so I'm ready to go. Right, you're prepared for what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of, um, you know, that was kind of my story is just um, coming back to Victoria. Oh, so I'm at the seminar and I heard the most important thing that changed everything for me, everything. And my, I got goosebumps. Now, here's my definition of goosebumps. Goosebumps mean that you were such in vibrational harmony with what you just experienced, that you were in total vibrational harmony 
so much so that your skin vibrated. It was an emotion that vibrated. And it's like the dial. Oh, found it right here, the vibrational. It's like, okay, I can feel that. And in my cartoon head, so here's what I heard. It changed everything for me. Remember earlier I said I was such a nice guy, my mother's favorite. How could I attract negative things? Right. And then I would attract negative things. And then I disputed the whole lot. I said, oh, this doesn't work. Sorry about, you know, trying to help people out. And then they say, what about negative stuff? I don't know. Shut me up. <laughs> and I heard this one sentence. You know, law of attraction is just energy around us. And it has a two-word job description. And this law is... The two-word job description is match vibrations, whether negative or positive. So law of attraction isn't a God. It isn't a thing. It isn't a person. Is it a decider? It, you know, law of attraction is energy. And um, with all due respect, it's not smart. It's obedient. And this energy is responding to our vibration by giving us more of the same, whether negative or positive. And I thought, hold on here. Goosebumpy. What did you just hear? So now the part where I said when I was having positive thoughts and thinking about my positive new friend, uh, we attracted positive things. And I said, right. okay, I did this, I did this, I thought this, I got this. Okay, it made sense. And then I put in the other piece. I was worried about being bullied. And then the law of attraction replied to that by giving me more bully. That's why I got more bullies. Not because I deserved it or didn't deserve it. Out. And then people say, well, wouldn't the universe know better? No, it's not. It's not a decider. Yeah. It's a matcher. And that's why kids that get bullied get bullied more. And that's why people that lose a client lose clients more. And that's why people on horrible dates have more horrible dates. The <laughs> law of attraction is just eavesdropping. So I came back to Victoria, Gilligan's Island. And my NLP friend, you know, Linda Story, her and I got together and I said, hey, Linda, I learned something about the law of attraction. I want to tell you the definition about, you know, it's, um, it matches vibrations. And her and I were good NLP friends. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it's a field of study about how people respond and what motivates them and what turns them on and turns them off and, you know, uh, why they fail, why they succeed. So we started to talk about law of attraction and then we started to use models and a model is like a worksheet or a process and we said hey let's tie the two together so her and i start to talk about law of attraction and how we could deliberately hey if law of attraction was always matching our vibrations what if we deliberately gave attention to something well guess what law of attraction didn't know we were being deliberate right. it just matched it so then we thought let's meet next sunday and talk some more so cue one year later, 44 people coming to my house with a lawn chair and cushions. And when you get 44 people coming to your house, you know what you need? You need order. Yeah. <laughs> you need to welcome people. You need a beginning. You need body. They're not there to bring have tea. Right, right. They were coming with notebooks. <laughs> so I thought, okay, Michael, you've got to start leading. And that's what I did. I started taking charge. And, and my friend Linda, really grateful. We started to develop worksheets and processes. And, and then we got to the point, people were coming back and talking about all their manifestations. And then I was starting to do things, you know, on buttons and, you know, the don't, not, and no, and the vibe reset. 
And then I started to do teleclasses. And these were classes held over the telephone. And I was getting on calls with network marketing companies and direct, you know, like big 600 people calls. And I was talking about law of attraction 20 years ago, 20 years ago, and nobody knew what it was. And then I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't even have used the vi- word vibration back then. It was too giggly. <laughs> oh, they would giggle. So I used the word vibe. Now, now it's pretty hip. We've got vibe t-shirts and cool vibes and positive vibes. There's restaurants, there's food, there's cars named after vibes. Back then, the word vibration was too silly. And then the word vibe. So I've been teaching it for a long time. So I'm getting on these calls and people are taking a lot of notes. And I'm still working for the government, by the way. And this, I was a closeted law of attraction guy. Nobody in my government job knew that I had this side gig. And we didn't even call it back then. I, I was running church out of my house without even knowing that. Okay, so it was on Sunday morning every week for, for two hours in my living room. We didn't burn anything. We had incense or candles, but right. it was like church. And people were sending me thank you cards and thank you notes. And I love when you said this. And I love when you said that. And we didn't even have email back then. Like this was, you know, right. people were coming up and telling me their stories. And So by this year, I'm doing every Thursday night, I'd run home from my government job. I'd get home at five o'clock. And at six o'clock every Thursday, I was doing a teleconferencing call on law of attraction. And when you do anything every week for 52 weeks on the same subject, here's what I learned. The questions are always the same. Yeah. yeah. They're always the same. And you know what else is always the same? The answer. The answer. <laughs> so I thought, this has got to be the easiest gig ever. <laughs> so I'm still working for the government. I go to, I live on an island. So if you're still here at seven o'clock, you're not leaving. Okay. Gilligan's Island shuts down and you're not leaving. So it was after work and the speaker was still here. And and I was a trainer at the government. I wasn't a motivational trainer. I was like a computer techie guy talking about, you know, but I still had my front of the room and I knew how to manage groups. So I had that skill set. Thank you, government, you know, for teaching me how to be a front of the room trainer. And then, so I'm going to see this trainer. He was kind of motivational, which was, you know, a big plus for the government to have somebody like that. I went up to talk to him. I said, hey, do you want me to show you around Victoria? Victoria is Canada's number two tourist destination. Okay. So people come all over the world to visit here. Number one, because it doesn't snow here. Yes, I know. A Canadian <laughs> island that doesn't snow. And number one is um, Niagara Falls, the saltwater taffy capital of the world. Right. It's very cheesy there, but the taffy is good. Okay. <laughs> so I'm having a conversation with them. I said, boy, I'd love to do what you do, you know, motivate people. I said, I kind of do it on the side. And we're talking. He said, well, if you had a book, you could speak anywhere. Huh. You're like done. <laughs> yeah, two stars. I, I had a book, I could speak anywhere. And I'm a little bit of a peacock, so you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> And if you've heard me on Clubhouse, if there's dead air and it's my turn, I'm taking another turn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's nothing now. wrong with that. <laughs> so I said to him, um, so on the way home, I thought, I'm a government employee. I don't have a book. And the little voice in my head, which is my own voice, says, no, but you got an eight-inch binder. Yeah. You got an eight-inch binder of notes and thank you letters and screen prints and a copy of people's processes. Yeah. Stories. So I took two years and I took my seminar and I turned it into a book. 
you know, people call me a writer. That's awkward for me to hear because I'm not really a writer. What I'm good at is writing programs. Matter of fact, all three of my books, one on law of attraction, one on NLP, one on your life purpose, they're all seminars first that I did hundreds of times. So I took my seminar program, added characters into it, added, you know, completed worksheets, and I built my whole career on my three books. And awesome. I'm not shy to say I've only read 10 books in 31 years. Only 10, 10 books? books. <laughs> and I only have four books in my house, and three of them are mine. <laughs> the other book I have in my house is called The Emotion Code. Check it out by Dr. Bradley Nelson. But and I believe this, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe it because a wise woman told me that once. And I said, I'm going to own, you know how you hear something that you like? He said, I'm using that. Yes, yeah. And one time I'm at a big seminar in Victoria, 200 people, and she sat in the front row. She was very calm, and I knew she was paying attention. She was an East Indian woman. She had beautiful headgear on and jewelry, and like she was just so sorry, never took any notes. I was probably a little bit too peacocky for her but she sat in the front row sent me nice vibes and she'd smile she smiles me you know what a smile is she never I, smile but smile yeah, with her eyes, eyes. Yeah, yeah i know that because of tyra banks tyra banks <laughs> so i felt so much approval from her right like she what she didn't have to apply she didn't stand up she just smiled me and then somebody caught me off guard and they said can you recommend other books and I said, well, there's some books in my book. And they said, did you read them all? I said, mm, no, but I skimmed through them and I got some nuggets out of it. So can you recommend a book? And I felt really embarrassed about telling people that I don't read. Now I can read, but I don't read books. Right. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, unless it's a cookbook, but I'm watching videos for that now. So hashtag, <laughs> I don't read books. Yeah. Okay? So she came up to me later and she waited to the end and I saw her, everybody left the stage and she was still sitting here. spot. I thought, I hope she's breathing first, right? <laughs> she wasn't moving. And then everybody was gone. And then somebody came over to her and they came over to me. And, and she said, I'd like to teach you how to handle the question about that you're not a book reader, if you'd like some help with that, right? And I said, yes, please. She said, you have the purest vibration of anybody I know. And you haven't contaminated with other beliefs and other ideas. And everything you taught us today came from you. It didn't come from another book. It was everything you experienced. So she says, don't clutter your vibrations with the teachings of others. She said, you already have it. That's awesome. And then she wow. dipped her head and walked away. And I thought, where is the choir music? <laughs> I bet and, you had goosebumps for days on that one. Oh. <laughs> And I've milked that one ever since. Oh, you bet. That was my answer. It's like, no. And now the answer is, I'm just keeping my vibration pure. Because some people say, well, this guy says this, and this woman says this, and what about this, and what about that? And I can say, well, I will tell you my opinion. Right. Like, I don't need to make somebody else wrong to have theirs. They said, well, do you agree or disagree? I said, it shouldn't matter to you whether I disagree or disagree. Right. Matter of yeah. fact, and it's, this stings a bit, but I sting a bit. Matter of fact, it shouldn't be any of your business how I feel about anything. Right. Because my opinion of it will, will um, my opinion of it will manipulate your opinion of it. So mind your own vibration. Yeah. Like sting, I love that. sting. Oh, yeah, until I sting you with it. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, technically, even with a sting, that's usually because there's some truth to the sting. Yeah. That's why it's a sting, you know. But no, I love that. I'm an avid reader, as you can tell. Yeah. Um, and but I totally get that. I totally get the whole because when you're reading multiple opinions from different people on one particular subject, I can see where it can get very cloudy as to what your true. I learned about ten years ago. You know when well, they're probably still when people were doing summits. You know, mm -hmm. and they get ten speakers. I learned real early. That my new response to that is, I want to pass. Yeah, gotcha. Because it would be my turn and say, well, Dr. Blank, Blank, Blank says, and I thought, yeah. why am I having to defend? So I just said no more. But so I don't use the word no. So if someone says, hey, would you like to be a part of my summit? Here's what I tell them. Oh, I, I love being asked, but my ideal gig is when it's just me. Yeah. So you see, I don't have to say, make anybody wrong. If that's your style, that's your style. But I like when it's just me. Right. You're not having to contradicting ideas. No competition in other people's minds for that energy level. That's right. And the other thing that I remember that um, it, it wasn't a sting. It was a, like, thank you. And I said it this morning on Clubhouse and I had like five people come back and say, I needed to hear that. And here's what I learned. You don't have to say yes just because you were asked. And you know how many things I get asked for? You asked me to do a couple things. Boom. Yes, yes. And I was able to make a decision fast based on my vibrational meter reader. And my vibrational meter reader is my feelings. So my feelings were indicator. And I had somebody else asking, you know, I, I, I do my research. You know, if I don't know somebody, I've seen you in the rooms before. So you know my vibe, but somebody else and i'll say oh you know i'm a little trying to flatter myself oh well, what caught your attention you know what they say oh yeah. i was searching the word law of attraction and you came up really <laughs> no, you got to put a little bit more work into it yeah. <laughs> or, or, or here or here's my here's my favorite delete delete and block <laughs> you're on a list yeah, don't, don't say that to podcast guests <laughs> and I absolutely love and I'm so thankful that you said yes to the things that I asked you for. Um, Julie has been, Julie and I, she was like one of the first friends that I made when I joined Clubhouse. We were in a room together. I don't even remember what room it was. And there was something that she had shared that I clicked with. So I had followed her and I started a conversation with her. And I was like, hey, at some point, do you want to like, do you want to help me run a room on reels and for Instagram? And she's like, I don't know anything about reels. And I was like, neither do I. So let's just go do it and have fun. And so that was how like my clubhouse journey started was with Julie. And I would love <clears throat> to play you my recent reel. Can I do that? It's yeah, kind of you betcha. Fun. You betcha. Well, first, um, oh, you won't be able to see it, but you know, I'm on Clubhouse and I'm doing a lot of attraction things. I'm also doing things on, it's called the emotion code right. where I'm able to delete unprocessed emotions and so on. Right. So I did, um, yeah, I'm just remembering. So what I did is I have a log book of 51, uh, 521 people that I worked with. Right, that's been a lot. And there's a song that means so much about self-esteem and I won't tell you the title until you hear it. So I'm going through the book and I'm flipping about a hundred pages and I get to the very last one, 521. Mm -hmm. And the very last sentence says, I've got my skills. So here's the song that goes with that video. Okay. I'll just wait. So there's a song that goes with this video. To me, it's all about self-esteem. Here we go. 
So that's a great song by uh, Simone. Uh, and in the beginning of the song, she talks about all the things that she doesn't have. I don't got money and I don't got love. And it's very sad. And she's a, a beautiful black woman at the piano. And, and then she starts to talk about all the things that she has. And it's just goose bumpy, right? I love so, it. And that song's in my head every day. So that's how we self-esteem. That's how we esteem ourselves is to be able to say, I've got this, I've got that. So yeah. shout out to her for an older song, very impactful for what we need to hear today is self-esteem is the ability to esteem ourselves. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm learning that, um, which was back to my point of Julie was, she was like, you need to ask, like, you just need to ask. There's like no reason for you not to ask. And I was like, okay, <laughs> because I just didn't like, even with her, it took me forever to ask her to come and be on my podcast because I was like, I'm just starting. I've got like four people that are listening regularly. Like, you know, I'll wait till I get a little bit bigger so it will be more um, Do appealing. Do you want to know the secret, <laughs> to, know the secret to um, asking people that you want on your show or authors? Do you want to know the real secret behind all that? Just ask? No. All of us want exposure. Well, that's true. That's and true. all of us are in business. All of us are in business just like you. So your motivation is to get followers and have good so we have, a, we have an objective too. Even if we don't say it, even if it thinks, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing it for money. Yes, I'm in business. This is my, right. these are my businesses. Right. Yeah, I, so I, I love this opportunity. <laughs> I also want you to think about this. The best opportunity for us, me, is to get in front of somebody else's audience. That's very true. I already have my own. Yeah. You know, I get 20,000 people, they know me, your audience doesn't. So what an honor to be in front of your audience. So I want you to hold that vibration when you ask next time. Yes. They're gonna say yes, they want the exposure. And you know, a good trainer, an author, or anybody, we know the value of getting in front of somebody else's audience. Right, well, that's something I'm can. learning from you. <laughs> that? that is something that I've been learning from you because that's where Julie got it. But she was yeah. like, come and listen to Michael, you need to do this stuff, so. Yeah. And listen, you can't compliment me too much either. <laughs> I had a I guy two weeks ago. Oh yes, I'm listen. I'm a peacock. You can you can send me um, compliments anytime. But um, I had a podcaster a couple of weeks ago that sent me an, an an Instagram message, and which happens a lot. And but then I saw him. He said, "Hey, Michael," and then he holds up my book. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Really, who's gonna hang up? Right. <laughs> No one's going to hang up. So cue to you. And he said, okay. And then he was so smooth. He was being very honest. He said, the part in the book about the reset button, you have to come talk about it on my podcast, my, my podcast, bro. And you know what I did? I called him while watching it. Oh. I said, are you ready to book a date and time? He says, you're, I said, Yes. And I said, here's how you got my attention. You showed that you knew the book. You talked about something specific in it. Right. And then you made a request. Would you come on my show and talk about the Vibe Reset button? Right. So after I did that, about 20 minutes later, I go through my Instagram stories. And you know what he says? Okay, guys, you're never going to guess what just happened. I had the author of the book. And he tells the whole story about me calling him while I'm watching the video. So his lesson was, just make the call, just send the live video.
Good. So do the same thing what you did, Jess. You asked, you put yourself out there. And I think another important point for everybody is don't decide for other people. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to want, no, don't decide for me. Oh, she's not going to, don't decide for her. Let her decide. Yeah. That's not minding my own vibration when I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And I love it. Thank you for that. Um, so I'm going to turn the interview back to you. Tell me something that you heard today that was new or insightful or something that gave you an aha moment or something that made sense. You've heard me a lot. What was different or new today? Um, I, it's no fair when you guys turn stuff back around on me. <laughs> so I, I have listened to you a lot. I've joined in on your clubhouse rooms and stuff. I, like I said, I have pages full of notes over here. Um, I would say probably the new, <laughs> the don't not know. Yeah, I love that rule. That's definitely a good one. Um, that's actually one that I'm trying to implement with my grandchildren on a regular basis because right. I find myself telling them, don't jump on the couch. Don't bother the dogs. And I hear don't your voice your in my head. Don't spill your milk. Don't yes. agitate this. Don't slam the door. Yes, don't and I always hear your voice in my head saying, no, 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 You're welcome. No. You are welcome. Don't say those Listen. things. <laughs> you know, there's a few things for today. People um, uh, really um, draw a circle the size of a golf ball, put the words don't, not, and no, and then put the international do not use symbol. Yeah. These are the three words that have caused negative attraction. Here's your homework between now and the rest of your life. Every time you use the word don't, not, and no, write this sentence down. So what do I want? What do, so I, what want? do I want? Yep. Yep. Now, if you want to pick a, uh, if you want to see these as little buttons or graphics, you can go to clubhouseclassnotes.com and you can download all the graphics relating to the don't not a no button, the so what do we want button, and the most important button of all, the vibe reset button. Download all those buttons as a daily reminder. You can go to www.clubhouseclassnotes.com. Print them out and put them on your mirror. Put them on the fridge. Put them wherever you need reminders. I would say something new for me today that was an aha moment is you actually saying out loud to not make decisions for other people. Like not being afraid to ask because that I do... It's not necessarily a fear of asking. It's just an automatic assumption that they're probably going to be too busy or too popular or too this, that, or the other thing to want to do my little projects over here. Yeah. And to so ask you to come to do a book signing a big mall, 10 miles away, that's a pain in the ass. I'm <laughs> going to sit in my office and be on a Zoom video. Couldn't right. make it any easier. So hold the context that it's easy. We want exposure. We want to be in front of your audience. And look at me. I want to be on another podcast interview. Yeah. Yep. Nope. It's, and I got to sit awesome. in my house. I love it. Yeah. So hold the context that we want you. Yeah. We want to be on your show. We want you to bring us back for part two, all that stuff. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I always. By the way, that's another little tip. You. If you super like your guests and say, oh boy, we could do a part two with you. Yeah. And they'll either bite or not bite. <laughs> Well, I definitely want to do a part two with you. Oh, I'm a biter. You don't have to ask me. I'll be remembering this request. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes, we will definitely. I'm I'm down for like a part two, three, and four. <laughs> now, now, now you're flirting with me. 
Uh, just just take it. (laughs) Goodness. All right. Well, I know that you had um, so you had a a story that you were going to share with us about a friend that you had. Um, I'm sure that all of our listeners today that we can all relate to when we have someone that's close to us that is maybe in a funk and in a negative frame of mind type of deal. You had a story that you wanted to share. Or worse, that like they call us to dump on. Yeah. Oh my God, Jess, my life sucks. My boyfriend's horrible. My girl, on and on and on. And meanwhile, we're trying to have a positive vibe. When we listen to somebody else's stories and complaints, it becomes part of our vibe. You cannot not give it attention. And sometimes we say, oh, my God, she brings me down. Well, in the vibrational scale, you really, in other words, you lowered your dial like a radio dial. You lowered your dial to meet their lower negative vibe. That's why we say, oh, I can't pick up the phone. She brings me down. Right. She just brought me down every time I talk. So now the new you is not going to lower our dial. We're going to make them raise their dial to match ours. And we're going to do it by influencing the story. So when they complain about, oh, I don't like this. And you can say, so this is what you say to your friends that are complaining when they're worrying, when they're talking about what they don't want. Write this down. So what do you want? Right. I said, I don't want to go out with, I don't want to keep dating guys that live with their mother. So what do you want? Oh, I don't want to go out with women that wear too much makeup. So what do you want? Oh, I don't want to get rejected at a job interview. What do you want? Yeah. Two things will happen to your negative friends. They'll say, oh, I'm not calling Jess again. Boy, she drove me crazy. <laughs> what do you want? I'm not calling her again. Hashtag bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag idc i don't care right instead of bye felicia it's bye jess <laughs> that's right. but here's but here's the thing that usually happens is that you'll have trained your friends how to treat you yeah let's say if you're taking notes and you're in the car stop the car write this down people will treat me the way i allow them to yes so jess on a scale of zero to ten how many friends in my life call me to complain quickly if you're above zero you're wrong Nobody okay. calls. Yeah, I know that was. <laughs> it took me a minute because I was like, wait, huh? We were still calculating and I was with the question and moved on. The answer is zero. Zero, the number of people in my life that called to complain to me. Right. But they had to be trained. Yeah, yeah. I can see. I will let them complain. You know, you say, oh, you know what? You might call me, not you, but some somebody else said, oh my God, Michael, my life sucks right now. And you know what they'll say? Can you give me one minute? Yeah. Yeah. They know the rule. There's the rule. Yeah. One minute to complain and four minutes to tell me the way you want it to be. And some people say, I'll call you back. They don't even (laughs) want to do that. All my friends know this. I'm not a dumping ground, but I'll let you observe what you don't want. Here's the keyword. Write it down if you're not driving briefly. You can observe, you can complain briefly. You can talk about what you don't want briefly. Right. I'm, I'm this this is about having a boundary. This is called, I call this the vibrational boundary. You got to have boundaries around what you're going to allow under your vibration. And your friends will do two things. They'll stop calling you or before they'll call you say, okay, I got to be positive with Jess. You know, that's what my friends say. And halfway through, they say, oh, by the way, I, I made sure that I called when I was positive. And you know what I tell them? <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I love that. They know. Yeah. Do they have anybody else they can complain to? Yes. Their phone is full of people, not me. Right. 
some of them might even have a little my name and you know how we make fun in people's names you know we don't really people probably have positive there be cautious call. of calling when in negative mood <laughs> that's what it says on their phone i love that though that how like i don't have i don't have a lot of friends that call me to complain about things anymore um in years past i was always the one that people would come to for advice or just to hold space for them to listen to kind of thing now it's just my kids <laughs> yeah. but even at that like i love this you know sure okay i'll hold space for you for a minute so that you can complain about that but then the rest of the time we're going to spend on focusing yeah. on what it is that you want what are you going to do different type of deal I yeah it's that. really important because people might be thinking oh don't be negative well you cannot not be negative we have right. that happens right yeah so it's okay to get angry and break dishes and get ticked off and swear and scream but don't do it for three days. Yeah, yeah. That's and maybe in the past you'd have been, not you, but somebody been really irritated for three full days. Yeah. And now they're down to a day. Well, that's briefer. Yeah. Is it brief enough? I'm not gonna judge it, but it's briefer. Right. There'll be a time when you'll have a negative experience or get a negative phone call or have a cancellation or whatever in your life. So, oh, this drives me crazy. I hate when this happens. Somebody bring me a dish. <laughs> and, and then when you're done, you know what you say? Okay, okay, I'm gonna reset. You know what I'm gonna remember? I'm gonna remember Betty. She hired me yesterday. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And the key here is that the sooner you reset your thoughts, you can only have one thought at a time. Right. But you can't sugarcoat them. Think of happy babies and happy puppies. It doesn't get rid of that emotion. So process it. Get angry, get ticked off. Say, dear diary, this sucks when I get a cancellation. Say, oh, okay, yeah, help me process it. But then you gotta say, you gotta remember, the most important tool that we all have, this is the most important tool, is our ability to reset our vibes. Mm -hmm. And the question that helps you do that is this question, so what do I want? Yes. You know, even with your kids, don't touch the stove. Imagine if they talked back and said, so what do you want? Right, I know that I actually, my, my five-year-old grandson is like a parrot in that aspect. So I could totally train him to say that, which would probably drive me nuts at some point, but I would finally get it. Well, you know, those, <laughs> those graphic cards, you know, they're on um, clubhouseclassnotes.com. They print off as, you know, I put, print them off as photos on photo paper, Right. I'll them to the photo lab and, you know, they look really nice. You know, they got a nice shiny little bit of trim. Right. I'm not using my printer for that. And when you see them, they're quite beautiful. Put that on your fridge. Yeah. Right. And put it in the bathroom and you don't even have to teach it. You just train people's brains. Yeah. Yep. It does. And it definitely works. I did that with, um, with my intermittent fasting stuff. There were certain things that for me personally, I could not intake while I was fasting because it would, it would knock my fast out. And so I actually wrote stuff on my bathroom mirror. So I, I love it. I love that you have those cards as an option to print out to do that because I can put them up on the bathroom mirror, put them up on the fridge, put them up yeah. on the wall over my desk so that they're in the places that I hang out at the most and I'm seeing them and getting that constant reminder. And yes, I I always think I one of the favorite things that's one of the things that you talk about that is my favorite is your pizza analogy. And um, like I said, I've been really working hard to watch how I'm talking to the grandbabies with stuff. Um, like and at first you have to keep converting but eventually yeah. it'll just be natural like you know you're we're so used to saying you know don't spill your milk until you realize it's like oh i just gave attention so what do drink your milk yes. carefully and yeah. the first couple of times you spill it out you say it by mistake and then eventually it's like be 
careful with your milk. It's like, yeah. Yep. Ah. I catch myself doing that. I'll say, don't jump on the couch and I'll, wait, please remember that grandma asked you to please be careful on the couch so that it doesn't get broken. <laughs> or even to tell them don't run. <laughs> right. You hear my voice say what walk. Right. And they will. Yeah. Yep. Tell them kids not to run. They hear run. So yeah. 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 Great lessons for all the moms, everybody, business people, just delete and eliminate the words. Don't not and no. It's okay to use it. It's okay to be negative. Just do it briefly. And whenever you catch yourself giving attention to what you don't want, say, so what do I want? Yeah. And when you change your attention to what you do want, the vibration changes. And the only way to get a different result is to get a different vibration by getting a different thought, by giving attention to what you do want. Yeah, that is, is today's summary. Yeah. And it's not even just moms. It's stuff that you can implement in your adult relationships as well. Yeah. So Business and at home. You know, what do you say about clients? What do you say about yeah. sales? What do you say about opportunities? What do you say about getting a job interview? Yeah. So everyone's on high alert. The don't not know police are in your head. You'll hear my <laughs> voice in your head saying, eh, 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 eh. what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> you got to say it to get it. That's all there is to it. Well, I mean, there's more to it, but, you know, generally speaking. All right. Well, thank you so much for all of that, Michael. It's been wonderful to get all of this information. I love listening to you. I love all of the Every time I hear you, it's... Um, I do hear a lot of the same stuff, but I always get something new out of each thing. Like it clicks a little differently every time I hear it. So, And it all I, depends on the context you're having in your life too, like you'll hear yeah. it. So, you know, I'm always trying to add new stories and you heard the pizza one and I've got a whole pocket full of stuff that I haven't talked about yet because the truth is it's the, the, here's, the only way you can teach law of attraction is to get what you vibrate. That is the law. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is the stories. Right. and the tools and the, and, 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 and the systems and the processes. How do, how do I change a thought? How do I give attention differently? And that's what you can get from hanging out with me. Yeah. Thanks well, for the interview, Jess. It was I, good. Yeah, no problem. I absolutely adore you. I think that you are a wonderful human being and any chance that I get to be able to pop into your rooms and gather from your knowledge. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I love it. Um, well, before we close up here, what do you have? I know you have a lot of stuff going on, but what do you have going on within the next couple of weeks here that you would like for the viewers to know about or viewers, the listeners? Hmm. Well, you know, uh, first um, clubhouse, you can find me a lot. I'm doing a lot on clubhouse. Uh, I'm doing about four different clubhouses a week. Right now, a lot of them are on law of attraction. Uh, and then I have some on the emotion code where I'm healing people's chronic pain live in minutes on Clubhouse. So check that out. That's something to learn. I'm pretty easy to find. My last name is Lozier. It's spelled L-O-S-I-E-R. I'm easy to find on Clubhouse. Follow my club and uh, participate in some upcoming live trainings and discussions on Clubhouse. Perfect. Awesome. And I'll make sure I have all of that information listed okay. in the episode details and stuff here too. So, all right. Well, thank you so much again. Any last closing thought that you want to share? Well, we can summarize everything so today with these five <laughs> words. I get what I vibrate, period. Indeed. I love that. Thank you, Michael. We'll end on that note then. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for next week's edition. Don't know what it's going to be yet, but you know how it goes. We'll see you guys then. Hey friends, are we having fun yet? 
If you like what you're hearing here on the Picture It podcast, I'd ask for you to do a girl a solid. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button up there. Go ahead and turn on your notifications. That way you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. If you would like to connect with me to say hi, to give me some topic ideas, or to come on as a guest speaker, please do. You can connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram at jwilsonpix. That's J-W-I-L-S-O-N-P-I-X.